you don't have time to second guess your stress. Like, you just got to buckle up your pants and you just got to do it. Starting a business uh, is challenging. It's basically like a big business card. Honing in on that market is really what's going to get you the best results. Our guest today is a certified financial planner specializing in tax reduction, IRA distribution, Roth IRAs, and Roth conversions. He's also well known for giving back to his community. Let's welcome the owner of Cruise Investments and Wealth Management, Ray Cruz. All right, Ray, thank you so much for coming on to the BizCast. We really appreciate you being on the show with us today. Listen, Matt, I'm honored that you and, and Amy invited me and are helping me out with, uh, you know, because I, I really like to help in the community and I really want to help people in the community. And, you know, our business has done well. We've been very, very blessed. And, you know, during the holiday seasons, you always want to try and give back somehow, some way. So uh, awesome. I'm honored to be here. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And yeah, it's, it's really a good opportunity to sit down and, and give back to the community, give some knowledge and information about what's going on, some of the business owners that are here local to Aurora, Fox Valley, and uh, what kind of things they're doing as business owners and yeah. how it can improve other people's experiences. Ask so, me whatever you want, man. I'm uh, game. Perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, okay, first question is uh, certifications and licenses. You hold a lot of different certifications, licenses as a financial planner. Uh, tell me more about what those entail and, and why is it important to have a financial advisor? Yeah, so first of all, Matt, I've been doing this 37 years. I, I went to Aurora College back in 81, now Aurora University. So this is the only job I've ever had. Nobody else would hire me, Matt, so I had to you know, create my own company. Uh, and I have securities licenses, life insurance licenses, long-term care licenses. And one of the things that I thought was very important is to be at a higher standard. So let me give you an analogy that you might understand, uh, like with a doctor, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody has like um, a primary care physician. But like my wife, she's a uh, health and PE teacher at Washington Middle School on the other side of Aurora. And she had a foot problem. So she went to her doctor, primary care physician, she goes, hey, I got a foot problem. Yeah. And the primary care physician examines it and he says, well, you know, I can't handle that. I only have a certain level. You need to go to a specialist. So she went to the specialist and the specialist did work for her because he has increased knowledge or she has increased knowledge. And sometimes they're surgeons and sometimes they just know stuff that the general practitioner doesn't know. So in our, yeah, so in our industry, it's the same way. Anybody can really, not anybody, but you've got to study and you can get licenses but that doesn't put you at a higher level. So being a certified financial planner, you have to pass a bunch of tests. You've got to pass an insurance test. You've got to pass an estate planning test. You have to uh, pass an investment test. So there's a whole bunch of different tests that you have to pass. And then you have to take a comprehensive test. So that takes you literally two to four years to complete. In addition to that, you have to have four or five years of knowledge before you can even be a certified financial planner. So it's a higher level of work that you have to do, of study that you have to do, and you really learn a lot. So I just thought it was important because I was raised by a drill sergeant father. And when my dad said something, you did it, you did it immediately, you prepared for inspection, and if it wasn't done right, you did it again. So just growing up from my dad, he gave us a higher level of, hey, if you're gonna do something, do it better than expected. And that's why I went and I got my certified financial planner's designation. <laughs> And that was a long time ago, Matt, because I'm, I'll be 59 actually uh, this wow. month. Uh, so I did that a long, long time ago. So it's a little bit of a different process, but it's still you know, a value of excellence uh, and people should strive for that. Absolutely, well said, yeah. awesome, yeah, yeah. So it's very important to have that specialty 
expertise, someone on your, in your corner that really knows their stuff and that can, you know, get you in where you want to be, wherever those results, you know, whatever it is that you have those goals set for. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, be, having a, someone that knows their stuff and has a specialty in that field is, is key for sure. Um, you're a member of the Ed Slot IRA Advisor uh, Group. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that is and, and what your role is there? Yeah, so as I got into the business, and I've been a part of that group going on 18 years now, wow. uh, Matt, so it, it is a study group, and we meet twice a year, okay. and we get together for three and a half days, and we study the tax law. So talk about being bored to death sometimes, <laughs> Matt. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the tax law, but it's books and thousands and thousands of pages. I'd imagine so. But what this group does is it specializes in IRA accounts, 401k accounts, 403b accounts, 457 accounts. All of these are part of the IRS tax code. And what I realized a long time ago was is when people are growing their financial expertise or growing their financial portfolios, not expertise, mm -hmm. their portfolios, their two biggest assets are going to be their house and it's going to be their IRA or 401k accounts. So we have a lot of clients that have 350000 500000 a million. Uh, me and my son Christian, uh, who'll take over the firm in 10 years or so, we were looking at a case this morning where a family has $2.1 million in IRA accounts. Well, those accounts, a lot of people don't understand and don't know that you got a tax deduction when you got those accounts, that money grows tax deferred, but now under the current tax law at age 72, mm -hmm. your uncle in Washington, D.C. called the IRS, mm -hmm. comes knocking on the door and says, hey, we want you to start to take some money out now. Yeah. And people don't understand that that could be twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year. Mm -hmm. They may not need the money. They definitely don't want to pay taxes on the money. So you have to know all the tax laws to help our families really reduce their overall tax liability. Absolutely. So that group specializes in us knowing all the tax laws when it comes to the taxation of those accounts mm -hmm. and reducing because we have tactics and strategies and, and different things that we can do to really reduce the overall tax on individuals and families' uh, financial portfolios. So we have been specializing in that. Um, it's a specialty, just like I was talking about the foot doctor. Yeah. There are over 44 different tactics that you can use, strategies that you can use. Everybody can't use all of them, but 44 of them that based on my expertise, we're able to use to, for families and individuals to lower their tax liability. Awesome. That's yeah. So I get pumped stuff. up about this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can I don't, tell. I, I, can I don't like, yeah, I don't like the individual studying of the tax code, but I really like saying, okay, how can I apply this to Mr. and Mrs. Jones next week Absolutely. when we're meeting them or an existing client? How can we help them with that? So, yeah, sure. yeah I that's hate. That's the important part. I mean, nobody wants to sit and learn about these things necessarily, but being able to apply it to real life and actually yeah. directly utilize those, that knowledge is priceless. And, you know, that's why you hire the specialist. That's why you work with the, the specialty guy who's going to get the job done and knows exactly all the little, you know, details and loopholes. There yeah, let me give you a quick story. So yeah. when we're in that class, there'll be a whole bunch of financial advisors. So there are about 450 of us uh -huh. that really specialize this across the country. And that's not enough people, by the way. Oh, wow. And probably half of the class is investment advisors that are CFPs and take this really seriously. And the other half are attorneys and CPAs. Have you ever partied with attorneys and CPAs for two and a half, three days? I can't imagine it would be very exciting. <laughs> yeah. 
they really get into it yeah. and they will have arguments on the IRS tax code wow. and we're just going, oh my God. <laughs> can we just what, get through can this? Can we just get yeah. through this, right? Yeah. And learn the material. Yeah. We're, yeah. We can't change what the IRS has already decided, yeah. <laughs> but they're arguing about it, right? Yeah. So it, it becomes, becomes a lecture about tax code. It right? could be very comical at the bar later on, yeah, right? I bet, so, I bet. yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I've, the, I guess those two fields definitely do intertwine. Yeah. So you yeah. find yourself in a, a lot of these higher education platforms seeing yourself in the same room with CPAs and people in that. Yeah, we do overall tax planning, but when we have to record history, which is putting the numbers in your tax return, mm -hmm. we recommend that to a CPA because we don't like that kind of work. Yeah. It's very tedious. Yes. Um, and we recommend it to our CPAs that we use and they take care of doing all that for us. Got it. So they're more like micro end, you're more macro. Yeah, we're more of the big tax planning. Let's yeah. look at the big picture. We want to be a quarterback or a point guard or a catcher, right? Using a yeah, sports analogy, analogy for yeah. all of our families because those are the people that are really in charge, you know, when the, when the playing field uh, really starts. For sure, I agree. I love that. Um, on your website, there's a feature uh, that where you can determine a risk number. Yeah. So uh, I just want to you know, let people know a little bit more about what that means and why is it, why is it important? You get some amazing questions, Matt, and congratulations on the research. A lot of people don't know that we have that no, on the yeah, website. Absolutely. So you look like you're what, 22, 23? How Man, old are you? Thank you. That's, that's, a, that's a gift. How old are I'm you? Can I ask? Okay, 29. Yeah. So let's pretend like you're 60 years old, Matt, okay, okay and you have a million dollars in your portfolio. And the market's been on a terror, okay? Now, at some point, the market's going to make a correction. Last year, the market made a correction during COVID, and the market went down 36%, but it came back really quick. Yeah. Now, as you get a little bit older, you're going into retirement, and that million-dollar portfolio is something that you count on. Well, if 2000, 2001, 2002 happens again, those were three years. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this because you're really young. Mm -hmm. That's when the dot-coms went down. That's when we had 9-11, mm -hmm. right? So people lost. Your million dollars would now be about 600000 wow. Imagine if you wanted to retire that year. That could affect your retirement. Definitely. So in that million-dollar portfolio that you have, you need to understand how much risk you're taking in that portfolio. And the first step on that is, is to find out on a scale of 1 to 10, making it simple, are you a 10, an aggressive investor, or are you a 5? So if that million-dollar portfolio is invested like a 10, but you're a 5, you're taking way too much risk. So as a certified financial planner and a fiduciary, I want to know what your risk tolerance is and then have a conversation with you on, hey, here's how your money's invested, but here's what your risk tolerance is. Is there, what are we doing here? Were you aware of that? Did you not know that? So we want to have a conversation to make sure that you're only investing your money at the risk that you want to be at. And a lot of people don't know the risk number. They don't know if they're a five, they're a six, they're a 10, they're a nine. So we want to have that conversation with them. As a fiduciary, that's very important. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way to start the conversation, too, and get things going. I mean, as far as trying to get people to trust you with these types of financial decisions and their investments is like, hey, we're looking out for you. What's, you know, what's this information? What's this knowledge that's going to help you, you know, lower that risk number and, and get you to where you want to be? And by the way, that on the website is complimentary, no obligation. You just go in there, you put your name, you put your email address. It'll send you out a report. It'll send us a report, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you want to reach out to us and talk about it and go through it, my team will email you out and say, hey, do you want to have a conversation? But that's for anybody and everybody who wants to go on and, and use that tool. Complimentary, no obligation.
Beautiful. I love that. I love things like that that are like value driven. You know, they lead people to your site and to get to know you as and your company. Um, but they offer value. They offer some type of you know uh, something that they can take with them. You know? And and they ask you literally five minutes worth of questions. That's ah, it. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, five minutes worth of questions. It's not. You know, you're going to spend 20 minutes doing a survey. It's five minutes, you're done. And that's a big so. deal because time is everything right now. Right. People are on the crunch. It's Absolutely. Out there. Absolutely. Every minute counts. Absolutely. So being able to have something that's quick and easy, that's, that's a huge uh, feature right yep. there. You have a ton of knowledge about this. You love to share it. You talk a lot about it. I think that's super important um, for people that are working with you to know, like, you're passionate about this. You, you care. Um, and you want to see changes and you want to see um, results. And so that speaks volumes. With all that knowledge that you have, you've written a few books. You've actually published and written a oh, I left them in the car, but I'll, come, I'll bring them back in. No worries. Yeah, I left them, them in the car. I'd love to see a copy of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, me, yeah t- me and my financial coach, by the way, I have a financial coach, gotcha. and we okay. did them together jointly. Awesome. Uh, and, and, and I left them in the car, but I'll bring them in. No worries. Uh, I, I forgot them in the back seat. Uh, so the first book is Giving Transforms You. So I've been on you know 10 different boards in the area. I think supporting non-for-profits are very, very important. Uh, somewhere I... I I read or I heard somebody speak that, you know, your community is only as good as the non-for-profits that you have. So the food banks, the hospitals, um, you know, um, the the um, people that, you know, are, are helping with cancer and um, um, Alzheimer's and those types of things. So, Absolutely. you know, when those when those community charities do well, the whole community does well, right? And we're helping the people that really need the help. I'm blessed, right? My family's blessed. A lot of our clients are blessed. So giving back is really, really important. So the first book is Giving Transform You. It's, it's a short book. Me and my financial coach uh, wrote it. And it just talks about how you can help and, and give back. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of different strategies that you can do that with that people don't know about and, and really can use. So that book is really special to me because it's really directed at charities and individuals who want to give and tactics and strategies that re- they can really use with a financial advisor who understands those and is knowledgeable in those. So you can make a bigger impact in your community. Um, the second book is called Retire Abundantly. And it talks about the process of retiring. It talks about um, how the current process that's out there with you know big business and big banks and insurance companies and brokerage companies how it's a little bit broken yeah. and you really have to have a process in place uh, over 37 years matt i've built what we call the cruising into retirement process it's nine steps we start from the basic and it finishes with estate planning okay. because you really have to be aware of your healthcare planning and your tax planning. And it's not just about the money. It's not just about the investments. Uh, God forbid you have a nice portfolio and you get Alzheimer's or dementia and all of a sudden all that money goes away you know, because of long-term care that you got to pay for. Definitely. Or you don't have the right health insurance, right? Uh, you didn't get a healthcare supplement and you fall and now you have an eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 bill. So you have to have a complete integrated financial planning process, and that's what our process really does in that Retire Abundantly book. And again, um, we give that to people from our marketing that we do, whether it's on Facebook. I don't know if you know I'm on 95.9 The River. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm the finan- Yeah, I'm on the financial guru there. Awesome. Um, and we give that book out for people that are listening to the radio show, and we'll mail it out to them. Again, complimentary, no obligation. Wow. You know, it costs us six to eight bucks to send it out, but I think that 
um, people need to be more aware of it. Yeah. Uh, and we give that book out on the radio when we're on. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, another example of that values, giving away stuff that's valuable to people. Because, you know, someone's going to read that book or pick it up and they're going to get something out of it. And when they need your help or your services, they're going to think of you. They're going to think of, oh, well, you know, this guy's face is on the cover of this book. You know, <laughs> it's just, you know, natural that they'll want to maybe utilize your services for those needs. And Matt, as you know, people learn different ways. So people can learn, you know, by hearing stuff on the radio. People learn by reading. Other people learn by video, which is what you do, which yeah, is amazing. So true. we want to make sure we're hitting, you know, all those mediums, mm -hmm. you know, to be able to help people in whatever way they learn the best. And, you know, as long as we're talking about video, can I give you my tagline on the radio? Let's hear it. Remember, man, I'm not just eye candy. I know stuff. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. We talked about this. Yeah, we did. That's the radio. That's the yeah. closer, right? Right, right, right. That's a close it. on the radio, which is funny because you can't see me on the yeah. radio. So I, I got a I know, weird sense of humor. Now, now, you, now we now can you, see you. And now as you can see, this is not eye candy, right? <laughs> I, I my say my that. son, Christian, is the eye candy. So. <laughs> oh, we'll see We'll see him as he takes over the business, see how, what, what that translates to with your business relationship. Absolutely, like, yeah. Hey, you're the better looking. Of the two, huh? <laughs> I'm already getting that. Oh, so, God. Oh, yeah. No. All right. Well, um, yeah. So you talked about delivering messages and delivering content, whether it's watching a video or reading something. Um, you have an uh, interesting past as a DJ, delivering content <laughs> via airwaves, right? Music. Um, so tell us a little bit about that experience in, in, in that business. So not a lot of people know this, and I'm going to say a word that's probably not what politically correct, okay? Yeah. But <laughs> I am a band tard, okay? <laughs> I play trombone. Nice. So I was in jazz band, I was in pep band, I was in marching band, I was in orchestra band. So I've loved music forever. Yeah. Uh, when I was at Aurora College, uh, I needed an extra job. I needed some little, a little bit of money. And there was a three by five card on the bulletin board and it says, we need a roadie to carry the equipment. And I'm like, okay, something. I can be a roadie and they were going to pay me $25 a night. Wow. In college, $25 that's a night, <laughs> that's amazing money, right? That's beer money. right? So there. I, I worked my way into being a roadie and then uh, became a DJ and I would know all the new stuff and the oh, DJs were teachers. By the way, there were teachers from St. Charles, oh, oh, gotcha. and, and, and one of them lived in Naperville and established a company, but they were older, you know, they were 10, 15 years old. So I knew all the new music, they knew the older music, yeah. so we would do weddings and uh, Gaslight Manor on Indian Trail, we used to do that every nice. Wednesday and Saturday night, we would do bars, we'd do anniversaries, so I really got to learn all the music. Uh, I don't know if you know Wayne King and Glenn Miller, bit, all yeah. the way up to, you know, the new stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I did that for 25 years. Very and I finally just got burnt out as I got a little bit older, uh, and the equipment was really heavy. Yeah. And, I start, and I started to have knee problems and shoulder problems and everything else. And Absolutely. you know, I'd come home at two in the morning, and by that time I had Christian and I had my daughter Carissa, and yeah. you know, it, it was time to retire. And he, he burnt me out, is what happened. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. there was one week during the holidays where we literally worked Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I still have my full-time financial services business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I DJ and I still love music. Uh, I love to dance. Uh, so if there's music anywhere, it's danceable, I'm there. So Man, I wish I would have known you love to dance. I would have <laughs> put you on the spot. We would have had to do some break dance moves or something. Well, I, that's the not space. the kind of dance that I can do anymore. <laughs> yeah. But if there's some, 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 some rock and roll, if there's some twisting going on, if there's some merengue going on, I'm in. There you I'm go. In, so. Nice. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, so uh, as far as giving back to the community, you talked about your book, 
about giving back. And um, one of the big things we ask before we end our podcast with all of our guests is, how do you give back to the community? So what are some charities, some organizations that you want to maybe shout out, talk about, and uh, who you contribute towards as well? Yeah, so I will give cash to a lot of charities in town. So last year, uh, and it's actually happening right about now, we gave $1,000 to the, the Aurora Food Bank. Oh, nice. uh, there's a school on Indian Trail mm -hmm. that we've given, again, cash to, thousands of dollars to over the years when they've asked me and, and come to stuff. I know one of the teachers there awesome. at a networking met, I met her, and she say, hey, do you ever support stuff? And I'm like, yeah, and I kind of give that and, you know, just under, um, just kind of low-key um, when we do that. But here's what I'm doing right now. Since I just came back from this course where, you know, we um, re-energized all of the tactics and strategies, uh, the 44 that I was talking about before, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I decided to do was is to reach out or have them reach out to me, because I'm talking about it on the radio uh, this month, is, is I want to help three charities in the area. So there are different things that you can do with charities and their supporters and their donors, okay. where those donors can give more money, they can get tax benefits, or tax deduction, so it helps out the donor or it helps out the contributor to the charity, and the charity gets extra money and they don't have to pay taxes on it as long as they're an IRS-approved charity. Wow. So I would like to help out three charities going into this year and next year, pro bono, I'm not charging for my time, I'm not charging for my energy, I'll come into the charity, I'll show them exactly everything that they need to do, the different meetings that they have to do, how we get the information out to all of their donors and all their solicitors. And over a period of time, we can help those charities raise a whole bunch of more money. So that's what I'm doing, volunteering my time for the first three charities that come to us, that want our help. That's what we're going to do right now. Wow, that's amazing. That's awesome, Ray. That's really generous of you to offer up those, that time and, and those services for people that need it, charities that need it. Um, yeah, we're all about giving back. Uh, and to the community here in Fox Valley. We're here at the Fox Valley Mall now in their uh, business lounge, My Perks Lounge. So they're letting us utilize this because we're you know, letting people know about what's going on in the community, different businesses and, and uh, what they're doing. And, and of course, this is all helpful to boost business in the area and, and just get more information out there, more details about what goes on in the business world and how you can improve or learn from people's experiences. Yeah, and, and, and again, I believe that if our charities are doing good, Matt, that our community is going to do good. By the way, I, I talked about my dad earlier being a drill instructor and you know how I learned things from him. I, I want to make sure and mention my mom, too. Of course, yeah. Because, she's going to be mad if you well, don't, right? <laughs> my mom, from a very, very young age, mm -hmm. taught me how to help people. So she would take us to church three, four times a week, and we were always raising canned goods. We were always raising clothing, you know, for somebody whose house burned down or somebody who got broken into. Yeah. I remember uh, back when we were stationed in the Panama Canal Zone, we were in a military base there, mm -hmm. uh, and you're probably too young to remember this, but we used to go from the Canal Zone. Our baseball team used to go to Nicaragua to play baseball, so like joint countries playing. Really? And wow. Nicaragua had the big earthquake, Back in the 70s, we were always raising money and canned goods and clothes to send to the earthquake victims back in Nicaragua when we played. And that's because we had a connection of baseball yep. uh, with a lot of the people in Nicaragua. So my mom, from a very, very young age, and I didn't really discover this till about 10 years ago, because I keep my team close and my friends close and our relatives close, and I'm always doing extra stuff and making sure they're okay and they're protected. And I didn't know where I got that from, and I went to a training session, and I realized I got that from my mom. Wow. Uh, so she taught me from a very, very young age to help people and, 
You know, she still does that to this day by if she comes into town, we'll go to a garage sale and she'll pick up a little stuffed animal, you know, 25 cents, 50 cents. And I go, mom, who are you getting that for? And she'll go, you know, for Tiffany, who's in a poor family, and I'm gonna wrap it up for her birthday or for Christmas. And she just thinks about that little, you know, girl who is in a poor family, because uh, they retired in the country of Panama. And in her village, there's a lot of, it's a third world country, there's a lot of poor people. And she'll think about Tiffany here in the States three months from now, where Tiffany at her birthday or whatever that my mom's met her doesn't have a gift, and my mom will take her a little stuffed animal. So, I mean, yeah. she's still doing that to this day. That's amazing, wow, yeah, that's extremely thoughtful. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And that's hard to find. A lot of people are so focused on their own stuff, it's hard to find you know, that giving in your heart sometimes. But I think it's super necessary more people should be doing it. You know, it's, it's the foundation, I think, to even running a business. You know, giving back to your employees, your clients, you know, giving that value and making sure that they know that you care. Yeah. You know, and that yeah. you're there for them and there to support them. Yeah, and if you're into the community and you're, you're making revenue in the community, my belief is, and this is just my opinion, you have to take some of that revenue and you have to put it back into the community because a community has blessed you, you have to also bless the community. Absolutely, 100%. I love that. Uh, that's a great message, Ray. Um, again, thanks very much for coming on the show with us today. Um, I really appreciate you spending some time with me and, and talking about what you do, how you do it. Could you go ahead and give yourself a quick shout out, just let people know where they can find you, your books, um, and your business, and more about it. Yeah, so they can give us a call, of course, Matt, at 630-897-0333. Now, I'm, I'm going to warn you ahead of time. My schedule is sometimes booked six months in advance. So when you call in, ask for Leslie at extension 237. She knows my schedule. She can set up a phone appointment. She can set up an in-person appointment. She'll figure out exactly how to get you in and how to help out. You can go to our website, of course, raycruz.com. Spelled a little different, R-E-Y-C-R-U-Z.com, but you can always go to our website. And if you're in the car, listen to us on 95.9 The River FM. We're on Thursday mornings, we're on Friday mornings, we're on a Sunday show, so you can always listen to us there. Beautiful, awesome. Yeah, I've definitely heard your voice on the radio time and time again, so it's exciting to have you here now uh, on the BizCast. Well, thank you for the shout out. And th those books can also be found on your website as well, your, your books? No, so those books we really don't market to the mass market. We market to people that come in. I see. And anybody that comes in, we're more than happy to autograph one for you and give it out to you. Awesome. They're not on Amazon. Okay, gotcha. uh, we didn't want to be in the book business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we want to help clients. It's a marketing so, tool. Yeah, yeah. It, it's basically like a big business card. Yeah, yeah You know, so sure. that, that's how we do it. I so, love it. I yeah. love it. So if you want to find that book, then just go to the website, set up a schedule, uh, schedule a consultation yeah, or something. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get, get that book to you. So Beautiful. All right, well, thanks again. I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, and yeah, thanks so much for being here and, and giving us your knowledge. And if there's any final words you'd like to say. Matt, remember, I'm not just eye candy. I know stuff. <laughs> love it, man. I love it. That's great. All right, well, thank you so much. We'll thanks for having me in. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to BizCast, brought to you by Final Stretch Media and Amy Downing Media. Use the links in the show notes to connect with us on LinkedIn and Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. 